Hey, hey amigos. amigos, it's me, Tommy. And me, Megan. And we have something a little different for you today. A little nightmarish. A little nightmarish, you'd mm, say? Oh. I say. <laughs> if you dare. We have not done a book yet. No. We? No. Which is weird because we did have like book club for a while. Book club is what started the podcast, basically. Yeah, it because, is. Because, yeah, Megan and I had a very exclusive book club. We did. So exclusive that it was just us. That's true. There was no one else worthy to be in book club. Exactly. Sorry. You can't sit with us. <laughs> but every month yeah. we would read a different horror book. Yeah. It wasn't and... always horror. I picked horror a lot and then it inspired you to keep picking horror. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't? No. <laughs> what did I pick? The color purple? <laughs> well, I remember the first one was Hunger Games, the, the prequel one. Oh yeah, which was I mean I mean that was technically a mutual that was agreement. A mutual pick, but then you did pick, um, which was one of my favorites. But it was the oh, oh the, the dream... woodpecker book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you picked that one too. That was so good. Well, and I also remember still you, life with woodpecker. You also made me read a Indian love novel. <laughs> um, what? Yeah. Oh, the, the henna artist. There we go. That book was so beautiful. It was good. I'm not saying you it didn't wasn't. like it. I didn't say I didn't like it. It was just not horror, which was fine. But it, I mean, it I'm could just, be. I'm just letting you know it all wasn't right. all horror. We're going off the rails already. <laughs> already. <laughs> but anyway, but we're anyway, reading again. Yeah, we're back to reading, and we got to read the book called Mr. Nightmare. That today will be one week one week from release. From release. Yeah, I mean, October 28th. And it was it's released. doing so well. It's like number... opening weekend, it was already like number one in hot new releases. And yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Good job. And we got to chat with the author. We did. Yes. We did. You'll... What? what? That? That? <laughs> You'll get to hear some of that a little later in the episode. You'll hear from Mr. Joe Scipione himself. You he said was, that beautifully. Oh, thank you. I, we hope, had to I ask, hope he liked it. We had to ask him ahead of time. Hey, Joe, let us I know Joe. if that was good. We had to ask him ahead of time <laughs> how to say it because it, it's intimidating. Yeah, I we didn't, didn't know. I didn't want to say it wrong. I already said a character's name wrong. You did. I did. Yeah. Guys, there's a uh, there's a character in here with the name of Mary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Marie the whole time. It's spelled M-E-R-R-I-E. <laughs> okay. That sounded like Marie to me, Okay. <laughs> Okay. It's okay. It's Mary. I've corrected it in my head. Like Bill Marie. <laughs> That's Murray. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> this is off the rails. Um anyway, Mr. Nightmare was published by Wicked House Publishing and exciting. This was their first book that they've published. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Like what an accomplishment. What an honor. Yeah. For Joe, for this to be, you know, the one that they want to lead, you know, yeah. kind of, you know, kind of brand their, you know, their their company. Yeah. And um, we'll put stuff in the show notes and Joe will let you guys know where you can find him as well. But this is not his first um, novel. He's no. got a lot of other works out there um, from a different publishing company. But um, I think during COVID, they may have been taking a hiatus. Sure. So this was um, something different for him. Yeah. And awesome. And now he's. Number one. Number new one. Horror. A new horror. Look at that. Good for you. Yep. Uh, so this book is 296 pages. I 
even have information as strange as the weight of it, but if you're reading it on the ebook, that doesn't matter. <laughs> the weight. But I'm going to tell you it anyways. It is 13.8 ounces. No. <laughs> is that hardcover, paperback? You know, this is information I'm getting on Amazon, okay? So don't give me a hard time. <laughs> okay. Impressive ratings already, though. It's already 4.9 out of 5 stars. Wow. That's that's really good. It is good. It's good. Um, do, do you want to give them a description give you, like, of the book? Summary? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, meeting late on Saturday nights, a group of friends gather to tell stories. It starts out as all fun for all of them, a great way to pass the time during summer vacation. But the fun turns deadly serious when they discover they've drawn the interest of a malevolent being who has been feeding off their nightmares. Ooh. Mm. The Midnight Club. Mm. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. Oh. Inspiration. It's, this is the Nightmare Club, but it very much is in the vein of, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm-hmm. That, that was their name, right? The Midnight Club? Midnight Society. Midnight Society. <laughs> Midnight Club okay. is a totally different show on Netflix right now. I was right going to say, I'm like, but... <laughs> I haven't seen Midnight Club. Okay. No, no. okay. I, I, Submitted I for the approval for the Midnight Society. I call this story... Mr. Nightmare. Oh, yeah, throw in the little fire dust. Fucking love. Are you afraid of the dark? It's amazing, which is why this book was such a fun read because it took me back to that. It really did. It was so cool. Only like in a scarier way. Yeah, exactly. Like it just had, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't Y7. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was no Zebo the clown coming at me. No. 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 Um, but I did explain this uh, to Joe, which you'll hear, but I read it in the cabin in the mountains in Tennessee. And it added to it, and yeah, it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was scary. I was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to die. I was going to die. I was going to die. Should we just quick give them some of the like titles, recaps of some of the reviews that they got? Yeah. So one reader is calling it a delightfully spooky read. A new regime of indie horror is upon us. Oh, man. Like, again, what am I, I feel doing moved. with my life? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I'm come inspired. On. I'm, I feel inspired. Um, another reader said it was an enthralling horror novel, creepy and fast-paced. It's just... Couldn't put it down. Couldn't put it down. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Good. Yeah. Okay, well, stay tuned, and you can hear what Joe has to say, and... Should we tell him real quick, though, that... What? You'll, if you read this book, which you absolutely should, you should go buy it on Amazon and wherever you can find it. Uh, but this, there are a lot of connections to the Midwest, uh, Chicago in particular. You know, we did mm. kind of discuss it quick with Joe. Mm-hmm. But since we're a horror movie podcast, we can't miss the opportunity to talk about, you know, movies that have either taken place in Chicago or filmed in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite that stands out? Me? Yeah. Can Don't I steal say- mine. <laughs> Don't you dare steal mine. <laughs> You were going to, weren't you? Well, you have two. You didn't even know I have one that I'm going to say. One? Yeah, one. Well, then you go first. Okay. (laughs) My favorite Illinois slash Chicago-based horror movie is Child's Play. Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like I've said before, I have replicas from the movie, Mm life-size Chucky dolls in my bedroom. Psycho. (laughs) Um, yeah, there, you know, a lot of it was filmed there. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously it was set in Illinois too. So that's a, 
It's a standout for me. The only movie that truly just screams Chicago to me is Candyman. Absolutely. I mean, every time we drive into Chicago, I'm like, oh, Candyman. That's where Cabrini Green used to be. <laughs> <laughs> the old Candyman's yeah, house. <laughs> yeah. And that's the, yeah, that, I, I was wondering if um, he'd had an inspiration from that, you know, mm-hmm. with it being sort of like this urban legend type of thing that's mm-hmm. taken place in the Midwest and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but he's new to the Midwest, so he doesn't know much of our yeah. local. Well, you horror. can tell him. We'll tell him when we come back. So we're going to play you guys the interview that we did with Joe, but stay tuned because then. On theme with the book, I'm going to try to tell Megan a scary story, and we'll see if I can give her nightmares. Okay, stay tuned for the interview. Hi. How you doing? Good, how are you? Hi, Joe. Good. Hi, how are you? Hi, good. I'm Megan. Nice to meet you. You too. (laughs) (laughs) So my name's Tommy. I know you probably see it as Thomas. On Facebook, yeah. you know, because I'm proper on Facebook, but <laughs> yeah, here for the Could podcast. My son is Thomas, too. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, very nice. Okay. okay. Very nice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for meeting with us. This is very yeah. exciting. Yeah. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, too, um, do you pronounce the character in the book's name Mary or Marie? Uh, actually, Mary. Mary? <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> Like Merry Christmas. Okay. 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 <laughs> Me and Tommy were arguing. We, about we it. had a hot debate before we got on. Like, we were talking about the book, obviously, and then Megan awesome. was like, "Mary," and I'm like, "Do you mean Marie?" <laughs> <laughs> so I was wrong. I'll admit it. Yeah. Yeah. Very wrong. Very wrong. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Okay, so we'll just dive in. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll just ask you a few questions here. I know you know we don't want to keep you too long and stuff, but. Yeah, no, I'm good as long as you want to talk. Okay, okay. awesome. So do you want to kick it off? The first okay, one yeah. So um, at the beginning, we can see that the book was dedicated to Mandy, Tom, and Isabella. Um, can yep. you tell us who they are in your life? Sure. Mandy is my wife. Um, I met her in college. Uh, we've been together uh, 21 years now. We, um, we got married uh, in 2004. And then Tom is my son. He's uh, 16. He's a sophomore in high school. And Isabella is my daughter. She's 13. And she's in eighth grade. Very awesome. nice. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So you got a nice nice support system there backing you up. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, they, yeah, they, they basically let me go and hide out for an hour or two every day and, and type away at the computer. Oh, <laughs> so. that's awesome. Very good. Yeah. Do, the, do the kids know what your book's about? Uh, my son does a little bit, but I, um, he likes to listen to like horror stuff on YouTube that I don't really yeah. understand or anything, but, um, I tell him about some of the ideas. Okay. Very fun. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we also saw in the book, um, that you got, you know, the, the inspiration came to you almost all at once, at least, you know, the major plot points, yeah. you know, that you said when you were working out and listening to music. Yeah. Do you That's remember what music you were listening to? Uh, so I don't remember what I was listening to when I was working out, but it was something I listened to like pretty much everything. So, um, usually like heavy metal, uh, hard rock stuff. And then, and then hip hop, um, like nineties hip hop also. Very Uh, nice. Right right in our vein. (laughs) I have my brother uh, would really appreciate that. He's, you know, 
heavy metal, you know, enthusiasts and stuff. Like he was born in the wrong era for sure. He's only 20 <laughs> and yeah. was so excited when we went to the like Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison and Joan Jett concert. Oh, you know? yeah, those are awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for sure. <clears throat> um, and, oh, go and ahead. then I got, I got the idea for like this guy that, um, who goes around and eats um, you know, the nightmares of, of these kids. Um, but I didn't have like, other than that, I didn't really have the story. And then when I'm, when I'm trying to like brainstorm stuff, I usually put on just like instrumental music and I don't, I have like a big, huge playlist with tons of like movie soundtracks and stuff on it. Uh Um, and I just put that on and for like an hour and I just kind of brainstormed, um, the whole like all the different plot points and i usually come up with like five or six different major points uh in the story that i want to hit um and if i can come up with those then i can write the story and kind of get to the get from one plot point to the next um and then write the story that way awesome is that kind of like your creative process for all of the other books and projects that you've done uh usually yeah and then if there's like a lot of characters like this one had um, you know, those five main characters, uh, in the, in the club, I will, once I come up with the plot points, I kind of think about, okay, who, who's the best person to, to tell the story through, um, and then kind of get to know that character in my head a little bit before I start to actually write stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, and they were all, they were all like really great, relatable characters. Yeah. We're not going to say too much because, you know, we don't want to spoil too much of the book. So people have to go buy it, obviously, yeah, and enjoy yeah, definitely it. Go yeah. buy um, it. <laughs> but I will say that Mary, now that I know the proper way to say her name, <laughs> is one of my favorites. She's so strong and you don't really expect that from her, I mm-hmm. think, in the beginning. And she just really pulls through. And I, mm-hmm. I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. When Miss, when, um, Mr. Nightmare shows up. She kind of shows a different side of herself. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. Yeah. It was it was really nice to mm-hmm. see that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How long did it take you from start to finish to complete the whole book? Um. Well, like the first draft, this one was fast because I kind of knew everything right away. So the first draft was probably the fastest I've ever written a book. Um, I think I started like the middle of October and I was done by the middle of December and I had the whole first draft done and then editing, I took a, take a break and I did something else for a while. And then I went back and edited a couple of times, but probably, um, like a year from less than a year from the time I started writing until the time it was completely edited and I started submitting it and ready to go. Wow. That does I mean, seem fast, yeah, like yeah that's idea. a fast turnaround. I mean, yeah. and then even for the rough draft to be done so quickly, right. is like that's impressive. Really impressive. It is. Yeah. I yeah. used to like yeah. to write a lot when I was in school and everything and I just sort of fell off of it and stuff, mm-hmm. but I, like, I know how much work goes into that. So oh, that's yeah. impressive. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 I, I, usually I write slower than that, but this one, like I just had, like it came so quick and I was just like, I have to get this all out. And I just, it was during COVID and I was, everyone was home and I would, um, my, my kids were doing, um, school at home and they had breaks in between. And when they had their breaks, I would jump on the computer and and type a little bit. And then when they were done for the day, I'd jump on the computer and type a little bit some more. So it was definitely a weird time, obviously a weird time for everybody. And it just kind of messed with my routines and stuff. And I ended up writing faster than usual. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Very nice. 
Yeah. So um, obviously knowing, you know, what the book is about, you mentioned, you know, this Mr. Nightmare, you know, comes yeah. and he's sort of feeding, you know, on, on these children here. Were there any stories from your childhood growing up that kind of scarred you and stuck with you or any nightmares that you remember that like, you know, just really stood out to you? That's a good question. Um, uh, yeah, I had this one nightmare when I was a kid and I like, I will forever remember this, this dream that I had. And, um, I was at, we, we have the field where I grew up. I grew up in Massachusetts um, and there was like this field, it was kind of a couple blocks from where I grew up and, um, they had like a swing set and baseball fields, kind of like the, the field in the book. Sure. Yeah. And, um, I was there with my cousin, she's the same age as me. So we like hung out and, and, um, did stuff together growing up all the time. So I was there with her and there was like this guy with a pickaxe and he was running around and he was like chasing kids with a pickaxe and then. I just remember me and her were on the swings and we saw the guy with the pickaxe and then we ran away. And that was like the whole dream, but it was like, it scared the crap out of me. Yeah. And I, like, I never, ever forgot that dream. Oh so. my god. That is so That's eerie. Haunting. Yeah, that is yeah. haunting. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, for do you, sure. Do you have any nightmares, Megan, that stood with you? <laughs> okay, well, if you really want to know, like, this is kind of creepy to even say, and I don't oh, think no. I've ever said it out loud, but I do have a recurring nightmare. Do you really? I haven't had it in a, in years, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. I've had it probably five times, and it's where I kill someone, not to be weird, <laughs> but I do, and then, like, I'm so, I'm like, like oh my gosh, I can't believe I just killed somebody. And then it's like all of the like guilt and like weird, I don't know yeah. what it means. It means something. You got something psychological right, to break right. down there. Because it is so creepy. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Probably shouldn't have told you guys that. <laughs> hey, it's recorded. It's going on. I am it's out. It's going not out editing that out at wow, all. Thanks. Yeah. But really, it's, it's a haunting dream though, because it's yeah. like, why? Like, why? Okay. Uh, yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Whatever. And that's something that will stick with you too it does absolutely it really like the does. feeling it's creepy yeah i don't think i have one from childhood like i had plenty of them but i think all of mine were like horror movie related because mm -hmm. you know i was a weird kid that my parents let me watch all the scary movies i wanted right um, which is why we have this podcast exactly exactly there you go um but i do remember having one like fairly recently with my brother which was weird so i had this really scary dream you know that the this man in a blue business suit was coming to the house like trying to murder all of us you know we had to escape and the really weird part though was i woke up and started i i, I think i like called my mom and told her about it and then my brother Dakota separately told her about his dream which was the exact same thing no way so weird that we both had <laughs> the same dream Oh, wow. Like the same night. So that one stood out as like, okay, that's a little that's strange. Weird. Like, yeah. Mm, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, and then we also wanted to ask you about um, the obvious connections to the Midwest, Chicago area. That's where we live, very close to that. Um, so did any of those Chicago, like, urban legends inspire anything for the setting of your book? No, because I, so I only moved out here uh, six, six and a half years ago. Um, we, I grew up in Massachusetts and then I lived there and my wife got a job out here in Chicago. Um, so we moved out here just recently. So I don't know a whole lot about legends out here. Everything I know is, is East coast. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Well, so then 
Joe, if you listen back to this episode when we release it, I'm going to, we thought something fun to do. We're not going to make you sit through it with us, you know, because we're like, <laughs> okay. yeah, he, he's busy. He's, he's, a, <laughs> we'll he's a successful author. We're just here, you know, talking about things, but <laughs> no, but I, we have, we brought some stories forward, you know, in, in, um, you know, just inspiring from the book. We're bringing yeah. our own scary stories that we're going to tell each other. Yeah. And the one I brought okay. is a Chicago urban legend. So there you go. You'll get oh, your awesome. first so uh, fill in there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, so, you know, earlier we were talking about, you know, your, your process, you know, and then, you know, from editing, you know, start to finish, it was, you know, done in about a year. How did you get involved with Wicked House Publishing? Uh, so they had an open call um, over the summer. And I, um, my other, my, one of my other books, um, Zoo, it's a, it's a collection of animal short stories that was, uh, published through D&T Publishing. And I have a novella coming out, um, next week, which is also through D&T Publishing. And, and I love D&T Publishing and they've done like an awesome job with, with everything I've written so far, um. I had this book and I saw the open call and D&T um, wasn't open at the time. And um, so I sent it over to Pat and um, he emailed me back within like two weeks. And he was like, we loved your book. We're going to take a look at it a, a little bit more and just make sure that it's something we want to publish. Yeah. Um, and then he emailed me um, maybe a week later. And was like, we're going to, we're going to publish it. I loved it. It's awesome. We're going to get it to the editor. That's amazing. Um, like, that's, so, yeah. Because you have the honor of being their first book. Is that correct? Yeah, it's the first one. And I'm like super pumped that they chose mine to be. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize You know, the that. first yeah. one. That's awesome. That's so cool. Wow, congratulations. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that's so wild because you just hear about like so many, even um, like authors that they don't get published right away. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, their stuff gets passed up. So that's just oh, yeah. make you feel so great that like first, yeah, first they're one. like, yep, we want them. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're I, the well, I've, been ri- I've been writing novels and stuff for like 20 years. And I would, I always thought it was like, um, write a novel, then you send that novel to an agent and then they find a publisher. And so I was just sending the stuff I wrote, which wasn't very good. Um, out to agents and I had no idea that there was like these small publishers who I could send my books directly to them yeah. for like 15 years. So I was just sending it to agents and, and they get so many manuscripts and they just kept saying, no, no, no. And I was like, this is never going to happen. Sure. And then I kind of fell into finding all of these smaller publishers. And so I started sending it out to them and all, they were accepting it more and more. And I was like, oh, it's not, I was I was fighting this hard battle to to find an agent, and it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be and this that, big. Oh, yeah, it doesn't have to be that like that process. There's other ways to get published, and I was able to hook up with a couple really good publishers. So oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. It's really good information yeah. for aspiring writers. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely. And, and I think one of the big things that I always say um, to friends who are still trying to find uh, publishers and stuff is like, it took me forever. It felt like to find publishers and to start making any kind of ground publishing short stories and and novels and stuff and i just tell them like you just have to keep writing and keep submitting stuff and eventually um it'll catch on 
That's awesome. That's, That's nice. inspiring. I feel inspired. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy is a really good writer, but buckle down. Buckle now. down. This I know. Yeah. yeah. This you, is your chance. You right and my now. mom are both like, I want to finish reading that. And I'm <laughs> like, oh, you mean my one page that I have? Like, <laughs> but it's good. <laughs> Keep writing. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. No, I mean, yeah, that's really cool because, I mean, I obviously really enjoyed this book. And some of my favorite books come from, like, indie publishers, oh, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, totally. that's that's, yeah. that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, one final question here for you, Joe. Sure. <laughs> the end or is it? <laughs> um, do you have hopes for more scary stories or maybe a sequel or... I, I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying this, but no, I'm working on um, Mr. Nightmare Part 2. I, I don't have an actual title right now, okay. but I started a couple weeks ago. So Pat said he wanted another one, so and I had an idea for another one. So um, I don't know what the title is, but I'm working on that right now. We okay. want another one, too. We, we're ready for it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah. Glad you guys liked it. <laughs> We're yep. We're excited for that. Yeah. That'll be that'll be awesome. Oh great! Awesome. Good to hear. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe maybe we'll have you back if you want to join back for part two if that ever yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah definitely. I'll, maybe I'll be back in a year. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hey, huh? that sounds good. <laughs> Get writing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, well, can you tell everybody where they can find you, where they can buy your book? Uh, sure. The book is on Amazon. Uh, you can search Mister Nightmare. I think it's. It, it's the top one right now. I saw, um, I was going to say, congratulations. You're like, what, number one? And was it Western horror? Like, that's amazing. Yeah. A lot yeah, of- yeah. I was pretty pumped to see that, the, the new release, uh, number one new release. So yeah. yeah, that was really cool to hear. Um, and they, and then I'm on Twitter at, uh, it's just at Joe Scipione zero. Um, and then Instagram is the same thing. Okay, um, awesome. We'll have to uh, find that and tag it on our show notes. So for anybody who's listening, they can yeah. easily find you. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Good. All right. Cool. Anything else you want to add before we let you go, Joe? Uh, yeah, the, I, my novella, Decay, um, is coming out on this Friday, November 4th. Um, so you can go out and buy that. And that's the first in the, in the series called the Contact Series. We'll check that so out. So that's sure. a Civil War novella. Oh, awesome. Oh, oh my brother would probably really say, like that. Yeah, yeah, my son would love that. Yeah, exactly. Great. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, awesome. Joe. Thank you, guys. Yes, yeah. thank you so much for taking the time to do this for us. We really appreciate it. Loved the book. Yes. Can't wait to hear more awesome. from you. I'm so glad you guys liked it. Yeah, 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 it was so fun. Oh, I have to tell you, too, before I let you go. It sure. really added to it because I got to read it. I was on vacation, so I was in a cabin in the mountains in Tennessee. And as I was reading it, I just knew for sure somebody broke in and was going to murder me in the night because I'm reading this scary story. (laughs) (laughs) I think I read things at like the perfect time, something about a a floor creaking and I heard a creak outside. I'm like, this is it. Like, (laughs) so, so yeah, it really just, you know, drilled it into me there. I was, I was scared. Yep. That's what he wanted. Yeah, exactly. That's what he went for. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Joe. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. Congratulations. Yes, congratulations. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Okay. Bye. How nice was he? So nice. Refreshing. I was going to say the sweetest, but I don't know if he'd like that. (laughs) So I said it anyway. (laughs) 
totally said it. Anyway. I totally said he it. He was really nice, though. No, he was super nice. Yeah. That makes I, me want to read more of his books. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm just going to go buy him. Like, I do think Dakota would really like the Civil War mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. He would, he would be all about that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to let him know. Um, Joe, could you send us an autograph copy? Thanks. Yeah, we need an autograph <laughs> copy of Mr. Nightmare. Come on. Yes. Yeah. We'll display it and everything. <laughs> everything. everything. <laughs> There's all so the, much more to do with all it. The yeah. Okay. Reread, display, um, everything. Guys, really quick, I just have to <laughs> rewind on like me telling you guys that I have this recurring dream that I fucking kill somebody. Okay. <laughs> to, I'm gonna edit this out. Well, shut up. <laughs> After we hung up with Joe, I'm like, that sounds like I'm such a creepy asshole. But let me just explain. The dream is not me, like, going and killing somebody. The dream is me basically, like, waking up and knowing that the deed is already done. And now I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. What just happened? Like, I have to cover this shit up. (laughs) That sounds really bad. That sounds just as bad. (laughs) Who knows? I don't know who the person is or anything. Like, it's just a fucking weird thing. But that's got to be some, like, weird... Is there any dream analysts listening? Let because us there know. is something going on here. Maybe. Maybe later in life, if you keep having these, maybe you'll realize that you weren't the killer. You're being framed. Mm. And you're you're just left to deal with it. You're left to pick up the mess. I don't like this. Uh, <laughs> I haven't had either the dream way, in a long it sounds time, terrifying. so I really hope that, like... <laughs> it's done. Like, well, I hope that I don't have it tonight. Oh, oh. Oh. You're feeding Mr. Nightmare. I was just thinking that. See? Ew. Ew. I don't like this. Well, I'm about to give you another scary story. Let okay. me tell you. Let's hear it. Okay. I'm not going to try to be dramatic or anything. And Why? Try to do it. Because I just, I feel pressured. I feel like <laughs> okay. I'm going to be judged. Do you want me to look away? Ooh. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so I think if you're from the Chicago area... You have probably already heard of this story. Uh, I will say that it was on Unsolved Mysteries. Do I, think I know a the couple story? Times. I don't know if you know the story. I th- I'm from the Chicago area. You might know it. So. <clears throat> okay. You ready? I'm ready. One evening, a young man is out enjoying a night of dancing at a local ballroom. Later that night, he comes across an alluring young girl. This girl is pretty, long blonde hair. Comely. She's very comely. <laughs> Just like, what's her name? Judith Myers. Comely yeah, yeah. as fuck. No, okay, anyway, sorry. So he comes across this beautiful girl. She has a radiance about her while she's wearing this beautiful white dancing dress and matching dancing shoes. Although very charming, she is quite timid. The young man notices that she's a bit cold to the touch, but doesn't think much of it because something about the girl is just so intoxicating and mysterious. Being the nice guy that he is, after a full night of exhilarating dancing, the young man offers the mystery girl a ride home, and she accepts. On the drive home, they pass a local cemetery. The girl is now very anxious, and she actually is signaling for the man to drop her off. He's clearly confused, uncertain of what to do considering how late it is, and he doesn't see any homes nearby where she could possibly be heading, but she persists. And, you know, she's just becoming so distressed. So while very reluctant, the man does pull over to let her out. She jumps out of the car, dashes toward the locked gate of the cemetery. The young man does not notice the gate open, but she passes through with ease and then swiftly disappears. 
so very confused by what just happened the young man thinks back to the girl you know writing her address down on the napkin so later the next day he takes it upon himself to visit the address to ensure the girl made it home safely he's met by an older woman and after telling you know her of the previous night the older woman begins to mourn the loss of her daughter that she had some years ago she tells him how mary was the victim of a hit and run coming home from a night of dancing the young man is able to take in his surroundings and he notices a photograph on the coffee table and instantly recognizes the girl in the photo as the same girl he danced with the night before mm. have you ever heard of that no but it instantly makes me think of scary stories to tell in the dark okay like that's the that's the vibe you get yes, off of it the aesthetic so it's actually known locally as resurrection mary is it mary or marie uh, shut the hell up <laughs> <laughs> this one's mary <laughs> as is mary in the book <laughs> okay just make okay it sure. okay uh, fair <laughs> Murray. resurrection marie <laughs> no it's resurrection mary um i have yet to drive by but like they say if you go by this particular cemetery at times you know you can like see her like people have swerved to miss her and then when they look back there's nothing there why have we not done this we need to do it as asap as possible <laughs> asap as possible. as possible yeah maybe it is asap as i don't know possible. it's don't one know. of them Whatever. the office <laughs> I I want to say I read there was another story even where they were just driving, you know, down on this road and then all of a sudden they look in the rear view mirror and there's the girl in the white dress just sitting in the back seat like no way. I would straight up die if that happened. Like I'd whoop off the road like this is the end. Mm. <laughs> um I forget what episode of Unsolved Mysteries it was on, but it was it was definitely like one of the original ones, not like one of the new ones that's on Netflix. Um, Which just makes it scary in general. I think any of those shows, like, his voice was like, <gasps> that's why it always stuck with me. Mm. Um, <clears throat> did you ever hear the story about, this is not an Illinois story. Okay, that's But fine. it just reminded me it's, of this. Um, it's all disco. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> um, Crybaby Bridge. No. You, you've never heard of that? No. Okay, hold on. Okay. Let me just pull it up, because that story just made me be like, oh. Speaking, do you want me to tell you something else I'm remembering yeah. while you're pulling that up? Mm-hmm. Something totally ridiculous that I did with my friends here locally. Um, there was like a, this. supposedly you go to this bridge, and it was right on uh, Bloody Gulch. Oh, yeah. So... But this is just how, like, gullible we were. And I didn't, I truly didn't believe anything was going to happen. But we were teenagers, bored. We needed something to do here in the Midwest. So we went to this bridge, and it told you to get out of the car, run around the car three times, and then, like, do something with your, your flashlights. So, of course, we tried it. Nothing happened. The only thing that happened is that one of my friends actually fell and scraped up their knee pretty good. Um, so that was really the only spooky thing that actually happened that night. Nothing, nothing nefarious, but we'll try any of those like local ghost stories. Well, what I was thinking, and I swore it was in Illinois, but, oh, it is. Okay. Ugh. It is. So this is in Monmouth, Illinois, which actually is not, okay. it's not far. This, that's south of us, I think. 
So the crybaby bridge is a common folktale motif in the Midwest, and although the bridges may be different, their stories are very similar. One concerns a young mother who drowned her unwanted child in the river under the bridge, and the infant's cries can still be heard. Another common story is that a bus or van full of children drove off the bridge, killing everyone inside. <clears throat> now, if you put your car in neutral... While on the bridge, invisible hands will push you to safety on the other side. Both of these legends are associated with a steel graffiti-covered bridge in rural Warren County. One tale particular to this location involves a speeding car full of impetuous youths who struck and killed a fisherman as he cast a line into the creek. Additionally, several people have claimed to hear a baby crying near this bridge. So... <clears throat> The story that I heard yeah. was the one of the little kids that will push you to safety, but well, was not that on morbid? Safety. I feel like somebody talked about that. Like I don't know. Okay, um, I just remember hearing this when I was a that kid. That one's sweet and sad, though. <laughs> um, but the way I heard it was, yeah, they'll push you, but what you are supposed to do is put baby powder or flour on the oh. back of your car, like on the. And the trunk. Okay. That and then you'll be able to see their handprints. Oh. I know that gives me That would bumps. creep me out if that like <laughs> legitimately happened in any way. I yeah. I know. So we will do this. Okay. I won't go to a haunted house with you. But I'll oh, do but this. we'll try this. Yeah. You'll try summoning like a real ass demon or a ghost. <laughs> but you won't go to freaking haunted haven. No. Where Kyle is wearing a clown mask. <laughs> Kyle? <laughs> I don't know. You know there's somebody named Kyle out there. <laughs> Crybaby Bridge. Crybaby Bridge. And that's not far. I mean, that's like an hour south. That's too far. <laughs> I don't think we should do it. We're doing it. <laughs> no, real stuff. No. Oh, my God. Don't, be a, try don't be a baby. Don't be a crybaby. Yeah. The first story I'm not buying. That's like La Llorona. They just like ripped that off of a Mexican urban legend. What's up? With La Llorona? I know what it is. You're too never... white. I'm not even going to try I'm blood in, blood out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, we'll save it because La Llorona is a movie that's part... This is the most Mexican I've ever heard you sound. <laughs> just so you know. Fine, I'll say it white for you and for La all of our Llorona. white listeners. La Llorona. La Llorona. <laughs> La Llorona. No, La Llorona. Um, La Llorona. It's part of the Conjuring universe. Okay. I don't... There's like a very small connection, but... I know you've enjoyed the first two that we've done, I so have. we'll keep going down that list. And okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. So in the meantime, everyone, read the book, buy yes. the book. Yeah. Hopefully, it'll give you nightmares, and you, you can know, feed. You can feed Mister Nightmare himself. Yes. Yeah. And if you want to hear us cover more books, because you know, I think we should. Because Megan apparently has only ever done horror books, right? Mister <laughs> Woodpecker, <laughs> the henna artist, all these. <laughs> Um, let us know on Instagram at Amityville Amigos. Or email us at Amityville Amigos at Hotmail.com. Bye. Bye.